everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast on the World Football Index. I'm your host, Austin Miller, here in Chicago, joined, as always, by Tom Robinson. Tom, is it fair to call this podcast take two at us throwing a dart at a starting right back for Argentina in the 2018 World Cup? You're going to hit me with that already. I thought you were going <laughs> to at least give me a bit of grace there and maybe let my, let me explain myself after the, the bold Jose Luis Gomez shout of starting right back, which, who knows, could still happen. I'm not going to rule it <laughs> still out. Still time, right? Still time. Come on, Jose. Do me <laughs> proud. But yeah, I'm, I think I've, now that I've been burnt once, I'm not going to be quite so bold on my predictions, but this is still a very exciting player that we're going to look at. That is Fabricio Bustos, a 21-year-old right back at Independiente in Argentina. He's Argentine and he plays right back, Tom, so that means he might be in with a shout to be a starting right back at the World Cup for Argentina? Pretty much. I mean, there's really not many options at fullback. It's, I, I can't think how many years I've been banging on about the lack of fullback options in Argentina. Basically, ever since Zabaleta is reaching the end of his his prime, they've been in a desperate search to find anyone who can play that position. And certainly now that Jorge Sampaoli is the boss, that kind of need for uh, a flying fullback who can provide the, the dynamism and the verticality and energy that was a trademark of his Chilean sides is, is seriously lacking. So there's been this weird compromise in Argentina of sort of trying all sorts of different options, sort of midfielders, attacking midfielders, even forwards kind of in this semi-wingback role. And, and, and no one's really kind of nailed it down. So so there is, a, there is an opening. And Bustos, if you just look at his technical qualities and, and the fit for that position, seems to be one of the better fits. But he's only 21 years old. He's basically had about a year in the first team, um, if that. And... He's not had any caps for Argentina, although he has been called up once, was an unused substitute for the World Cup qualifiers against Uruguay and Venezuela. But yeah, it's, so we're in this interesting dynamic of, is it too late to throw him in at the deep end? Or do you say, nope, he'll fit the system and he could work? So this is why he's extra interesting, I think, as a player, as well as being just a very good talent. Well, let's talk about him as a player. What about him to you makes him fit as a potential option at that right back? Because, you know, as, as you said, Sampoli wants a certain type of player. So what have you seen from Bustos at Independiente that leads you to believe that he is that type of player? Well, first and foremost, he's, he's definitely more of an attack-minded fullback. So he's someone who, who loves to get up and down the pitch. He's got a lot of energy. He's dynamic, a lot of pace. He's actually operated as a right winger before, and when he was younger in his in his days back in Cordoba, he was he was more of an attacking midfielder. So he's someone who can dribble the ball, he can use the ball well, but he he does also have a good defensive side to him. Um, he's not he's not someone who completely neglects the defensive side of the game, and that that recovery pace that he's got means that he that he's uh, good at getting back. I think something that I, I like about him a lot is the fact that. In the short period of time that he's he's been in Independiente's first team, you can already see the improvement. Uh, his passing stats have, have gone up. He's he's getting more assists now. His, his crossing used to be a bit of an area where which I thought could do with a lot of improvement, and he's he's already got two assists from six games this season. So yeah, I think there's there's a lot of a lot of interesting aspects. He's he's definitely not the finished article, but for those reasons, I think he's got that you know modern wing back position down to a T and he's someone with 
the right coaching could go on to be a, you know a very good fullback at a, a big club and part of what I think makes him so intriguing at least for me in watching him and, and in having followed him a little bit is he has that big game experience you know last year's Sulamedicana campaign for Independiente was incredibly successful they walked away champions after beating Flamengo in the final and he was you know the main starter at the right back position for them in that competition. And so because of that, you know, has experience in these big moments, uh, a lot of pressure on that Independiente side last year on their manager, Holan and on this whole team. And they came through and he was a big reason why they were able to come through. So I think that's part of what maybe has me convinced that you may be onto something here that he could maybe do that job of fast is that he's used to the pressure cooker. You know, he's done it before. Exactly. And uh, if you look at his career to date, Ariel Holan has, has been a really big influence on in him because, I mean, he did get promoted to the senior squad by Gabby Melito at the tail end of 2016, but he lost his job shortly afterwards. And then in came Holan and he plays a really attacking, forward thinking, sort of attractive style of football. So it was kind of the perfect timing for Bustos to get a run in the team. And he's kind of paid back that, that faith and he's become a, a regular ever since. You know, Holland's put a lot of trust in young players, quite quite a few young defenders. And obviously we saw Ezekiel Barco flourish under him as well. So I think the, the fact that there's um, some crossover between Holland's style and Sampaoli's style, also as well as those big, big games like the Copa Sudamericana final. Um, I think he played 11 times in that competition as Independiente won it and and they're famous for having, I think, never lost a, a continental final that they've been in. Um, so, yeah, he, he's definitely shown the right mentality. Also, I think I'm right in saying that Holland's assistant when he was manager at Defensi Justicia is now his uh, the assistant to the national team. So, again, there's there's another coach who's worked with him and, you know, could be a, a little word in San Paoli's ear to, to bring him in. So... Yeah, I, th- I think there's um, some plenty of plus points to his game. I mean, have you seen any areas that you th- that may be a cause for concern? Yeah, for me, Tom, it's I think it's the defensive end of it. And whether or not that would play into the decision on whether to select him or not, I think is what kind of makes it interesting. Look, he's fantastic bombing forward. He's great in the attack. He can deliver in teasing balls. He can He can help link up the play. But back on the other end, it's not that he's he's poor defensively, but he's maybe not as secure as you would like from that position, potentially, or as you could want from that position. So I think that's the question mark for me is, can he do it on both ends? Can it go both ways for him? Can he contribute on the attack while also being secure enough on the defense that you're not a little bit worried? And I think right now that might be the whole, is that defensive ability, no? Yeah, I think it's a, it's definitely a fair criticism. He's very enthusiastic in his defense. Like he's got that pace to get up and down and get into challenges. But you know he's he's still quite. He's, he's not the tallest defender, so his aerial ability is not the best. He's still a bit lightweight, and these are all things that I think if Argentina are looking to go deep in the World Cup, are going to be areas that a good team would target and probably expose. The defense is not the quickest, so maybe that pace would come in useful there. But if if the uh, the centre backs who are a bit slower, if if they're getting dragged out into wide positions to cover those holes that that he's going to leave because of his attacking style, 
then that could open up some some other areas of the pitch which Argentina could get punished in. So I think it all comes down to a sort of philosophical, tactical question from San Paolo. Is, is he going to stick to his principles, even if he doesn't really have the players to play the, the style he wants? Or is he going to say, you know what, I'm going to have to be a bit more pragmatic here. Let's go with a, a safer pair of hands at, at right back, either someone who's got more experience Jose Luis Gomez, maybe, um, or just stick to someone who's maybe a more defence-minded fullback, maybe like Gabriel Mercado, who, for me, I think will probably be the, the safe option. You know, somebody's worked with that Sevilla as well. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, if this was happening twelve months ago rather than a few less than six months now, probably to the World Cup, then I think Bustos would would have the time to be tried out in friendlies to be tried out in, in other games to, to see if he's a, a fit for the team. But I think it's just uh, a little too late for him to, to make that squad. But you never know, you know. So two things. One, Argentina has a set of friendlies coming up in March. Do you expect to see Bustos in that squad as maybe, all right, let's give him a chance and see what happens. If it goes poorly, we'll resort back to the safe pair of hands in Mercado, like you said. And also, I believe I saw somewhere that Argentina were going to play a friendly at some point with only domestic base players. That certainly seems like a good opportunity to get him in the fold, doesn't it? 100%. I mean, if he's not in that domestic base um, squad, then I'd be extremely surprised. Um, I know that they are they're coming over to Europe to play um, certainly Italy up in Manchester, which game that I, hopefully I'm going to go and see. Um, so I, I'd like to see him get um, dragged along, but I have a feeling that maybe some of the players that that will get tried out uh, are maybe in the forward positions like Christian Pavon, like Lautaro Martinez. They're the ones that are generating more buzz about uh, a late call up, or even even someone like Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, at PSG so I think they're the players that are more going to be looked at and I think he'll probably just try and use the time he's got with the defense to to create an understanding because these days you don't have the same amount of time to to form a bond between the players and and I think that he'll probably just go probably go safe that's that's that would be my guess and if he does go safe it probably prohibits Bustos even being in this squad because it doesn't feel like Sampaoli is going to use too many of those squad spots on defenders is that kind of how you see it that the decision is all right if we go Mercado we're going all in on Mercado he won't carry both of those players to maybe switch it up match by match well you know there's there's not too many other options at right back so I mean I wonder if Mamana could potentially play there he's, he's done that in the past um, if he's again looking for a more defense-minded fullback but who knows there, there there is the possibility that he's he's going to say okay we need a plan b if if it's not working the world cup's all about having the best squad not just the best first 11 so he could be a surprise i don't think he'll make it but it's not out of the question six months is a long time in football it is it is i mean you know i i was writing a piece uh, on Gremio earlier and, and talking about Artur, another player that, that we've talked about on our Scouting Spotlight pods before that we've profiled. At this time last year, nobody knew about Artur. He'd made two professional appearances for Gremio. And now, you know, 12 months later, he's the type of player who you could absolutely see in Brazil's World Cup squad. So again, six months doesn't seem like a lot of time, but 
maybe it is enough time for him. Let's talk about uh, the future beyond just this June and this World Cup for Bustos. Does it appear as though there's any real strong transfer speculation as we speak right now? But that's something that I think you and I both definitely expect to change in the future. Yeah, I've not seen any firm links to anyone. I'm sure there's plenty of people watching him because he's certainly been hyped in the in the last year. Uh, I think the Libertadores will be a good platform for him to get some more visibility. And if he does get a call up to one of these friendlies coming up, then I think that will alert some of the clubs in Europe that, hey, we might want to get in here before before the World Cup and, and try and make a bid. But yeah, I've, I've not seen anything yet. He could well go in the summer and I definitely see him playing in Europe in the in the near future. But again, it, it could be one that, that waits 12 months or 18 months. Usually the players that you know are going to go, there's a, there's a bit more in the press about them going to specific clubs and, and I've not seen much of that yet. So I think somewhere like Spain would be probably the best fit for him. As a defender, he's certainly not physical enough yet to be maybe in an English league. And an Italian club would be a good place to go to learn the the defensive side of the game. And obviously they've got a good tradition of, of wingbacks there as well. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think it's it's one to keep an eye on. And the, the main thing is going to be Libertadores and... After the Sudamericana success, I think uh, Independiente have got a good chance of, of having a good little run. Um, they're a good good cup team and they've got some interesting interesting players and, uh, and a really good manager. So that's going to be the main thing. I know I'm certainly looking forward to Independiente and Corinthians in the group stage. I think those are two of the, the bigger, bigger clubs in South America and two of the most passionate fan bases. And those will certainly be matchups to watch out for. Tom, you and I have been have been doing these podcasts now for a while, so much so that I, I don't even feel like I need to ask the questions anymore because my follow-up question to the transfer speculation was going to be, oh, pick a country or a club that maybe you could fit in, and boom, you just went right to it. I didn't even have to ask the question. You were already right there. So I will instead ask this question. Nickname for Bustos, the tractor. Thumbs up or thumbs down from you? Mm, thumb kind of wavering in the middle right now. I mean... I know that Zanetti, I think, was called this in Italy, so maybe it's a, a little nod to him and you know him being one of the best Argentinian fullbacks that we've seen in years gone by. But yeah, I think it's probably down to his consistency, his his ability to plow forward and and get up and down, you know, the the flanks in sort of straight lines. I've also seen him called the the locomotive and the bulldozer, which I think makes him out to be a bit more muscular and and powerful than he actually is but you know i, li- I like the tractor steady and, and and solid made some agricultural defending in there you got you got one pun in there initially with the plows forward i was expecting maybe a little bit more from you maybe you've been off of the podcast too long you need to, need to get working again <laughs> yeah i need to i will do my best to improve austin good good um, to know anything else you want to add here on bustos or maybe throw out another name that we need to throw a dart at for that right back position for Argentina at the World Cup that we should keep our eyes on. Well, you've uh, you really put me on the spot there. Um, no, as far as the the right back goes, I think from the the players in Argentina right now, um, Bustos and Gomez are probably the best two options. Buffarini had a good no, spell at San no, Lorenzo, but no, I watched him. With, now. <laughs> I watched him at Sao Paulo. I don't need to see Julio Buffarini in the Argentina squad. 
tell you that. This is much. how desperate we're getting. <laughs> this is how desperate we're getting. Um, no, I, th- I think that those two, if they're going to take, uh, yeah, an Argentinian-based player, then those two are the only ones off the top of my head that I think merit uh, being in in that squad. I mean, I liked Saravia when he was at Belgrano, and and now he's gone to Racing. So who knows if if he has a good run? But yeah, apart from that, I can't can't really see anyone else. So it's it's Bustos or Gomez for me if they're, if they're going to get that last spot one of them please just so that my <laughs> reputation in predictions is, is saved somewhat uh, i think we lost that gomez podcast so i don't even know if you need you need to bring him up i, I don't know if we ever even did that one <laughs> conveniently lost yeah right exactly um well, that'll do it for this edition of the Scouting Spotlight. We'll keep our eyes on Bustos. We'll let you know. We'll definitely let you know if he makes the World Cup squad. You'll be hearing a lot from us. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but as always, be sure to follow us on social media for all of the latest from the World Football Index. Thank you so much for listening. All that's left for me to say is goodbye. Goodbye.